0: requires cling to the
1: one heart amen open your bibles up with me to jeremiah chapter 42 and verse number 4 we're in the book of jeremiah looking at the prophet the weeping prophet the bible calls him the one that loved the people so much that he wept for them he had a heart for those people he loved the uh, those people. What a great example he is to us, and what we can learn from him and apply to our own lives today, in this time in this hour. He was very loyal to the Lord, even though he wanted to may he may have felt like quitting, and he did, but he didn't quit. He just had that feeling. He didn't let those feelings rule his life, as we should not. As a matter of fact, despite the fact that it was neither a popular position nor the position of the majority, Jeremiah realized the importance of being loyal and faithful to the Lord and what God had called him to do. When we, may we be like Jeremiah and realize the importance of being faithful and loyal to God Almighty. So Jeremiah chapter 4, 42 and verse number 4 says, Then Jeremiah the prophet said unto them, I have heard you, behold, I will pray unto the Lord your God according to your words, and it shall come to pass that whatsoever thing the Lord shall answer you, I will declare it unto you. I will keep nothing back from you. Jeremiah made it clear that he, he desired to speak only that which the Lord had given him. May we be that way as any preacher, any pastor, any evangelist, any missionary. Anybody out witnessing, may we speak only what God has given us in His Word. Because can I just tell you, your thoughts and your opinions don't mean nothing. You know what my opinions and my thoughts means They mean absolutely nothing. But you know what means everything? God's holy Word. Because my opinion might change. What I think might change. But let me tell you. The Bible never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you can count on it. You can bank on it. And so it's easy to say, hey, yes, I'm going to tell you what God's Word says. I don't have to worry. Will it change? And so that's what Jeremiah said. I'm going to make it very clear. I'm going to speak only that which God has given me The prophet Micah said something very similar to that. He said, As the Lord liveth what the Lord saith unto me, that will I speak in 1 Kings 22 and verse number 14. Listen, it is very important that what is declared as truth are the words of God. Let me say that again. It is very important that whatever you, you proclaim as truth, that it is the word of God. It's not an opinion. It's not because doctor said so-and-so. It's not because the evangelist said this and said that. It's because the Bible says. That's why I love it when a preacher stands up and he says, open your Bible to such-and-such such passage and such-and-such and such verse because he wants you to see what the Bible says. In other words, don't just take my words for it. I want you to see it with your eyes, your self. He said, it shall come to pass. Whatsoever things the Lord shall answer you, I will declare it unto you. I will keep nothing back from you. Whatever God gives me, I'm going to give to you. I'm not going to hold one thing back. Hey, that's a good prophet. That's a good preacher. He wants them to have what God wants them to have. And God uses people, let me tell you. And many times, many, many, many times, and many times I wonder if these people have even read the Bible and the kind of people that God actually uses because many times God uses people that society would throw away. God used people that the church would kick out of their doors. That's who God used. People like Paul who murdered Christians before he got saved, but yet he became a great preacher and church starter and evangelist and missionary for God Almighty. And God used him to pen a lot of the New Testaments. How about a tax collector? One of the disciples was a tax collector. Not only, They were just greatly despised, even by their own people. they become a tax collector. They were known to be crooked and corrupt, but God, Jesus, called him by name. Come with me. Be part of my family. Let us become fishers of men. So God uses people that society would run off, that the church might kick out their doors, but God said, I can use them in a great and mighty way. And I believe the Lord loves to use people like that because God gets the glory out of it. What did he say? Not many rich, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Not many. Some are called, but not many. But many poor, many ruthless, many mean Honorary people, they're called, they're saved, they're born again, they're set apart to do the work of God. And listen to me, God can use you to do that exact same thing. Will you hear Him today? Will you listen to Him today? Will you take heed to His word today? Amen? Acts 20 and verse 27 says, For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. I've not held nothing back. I've not put it aside. I've not shunned it. I'm going to give you the whole counsel of God. I love that, don't you? He wants them to have the whole counsel. Word of God. Revelations 22, 18, 19 tells you, For I testify unto you, every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of this book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Boy, that's scary to stop and think about that God could add unto you the plagues of this book what a great sin it is to take even a one word out of the Bible I would be very very careful for that. with that and listen to me when you proclaim the truth you make sure you're proclaiming the truth of the word of God and you're giving them the whole truth and nothing but the truth amen you know there was tribulations Jeremiah had he went through tribulations just like me and you and probably a lot worse than me and you will ever face He said in Jeremiah 38, verse 6, Then took they Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malachi, the son of Hamalek, that was in the court of the prison. And they let down Jeremiah with cords, and in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. There was no water down there. They let him down in a hole, and he sunk in the mud. I dare say. Have you ever been dropped down in a hole and sunk in the mud and been left there? But listen to me. Jeremiah was faithful to the Lord, even when in prison and sinking in the mud and the muck and the mire and a dirty, rotten dungeon. He stood on God's word. He understood what that hymn that, that was written that says, great is thy faithfulness. That hymn wasn't even written yet, but he, Jeremiah understood that principle we know that hymn we can we sing that hymn still this day great is thy faithfulness all i have needed thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto me don't you love that jeremiah is a beautiful illustration of one who found out that christ strength christ is all he is sufficient even in a rotten, sorry, no good, low-down, dirty, muddy, miserable position and situation, Christ is all and all. And he could say, great is thy faithfulness. What muddy muck and mire and hole are you in right now? Listen to me, Christian. You can look up to God and say, great is thy faithfulness. You may walk through some dark valleys you may have to bury a child, you may have to bury a grandchild, you may have to bury a spouse, but listen to me, great is his faithfulness. You may walk through some of the deepest, darkest valleys that there is, but that verse that says, "Though though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, a shadow can be scarier, scary, but it can't hurt you, and that's exactly what it's talking about. See, a Christian don't have to fear death. He might be afraid of it, but it can't hurt him. It's nothing but a shadow. It's nothing but a fear. You know, there's some stories from the underground church in Russia. And one of them uh, that I've read talks about this house church that was meeting. They would meet in secret. They would go out of their way uh, to meet at a house. And they would get there at different times so it doesn't look like a bunch of people were showing up. It may be 8, 10, 12 of them, 15 of them. And they would show up at different times. And they would sit around and they would almost whisper a hymn and sing it so that it, it couldn't be heard. Why they were meeting in secret because back then it was, it was against the law. They would, they would kill you for, for meeting in a, in a house church, worshiping the one true living God. And so one day they're they're meeting in a house, Uh, they're singing very quietly. They're meeting together to worship the Lord, and all of a sudden, some soldiers, two soldiers, knock the door in. Here they come. They come pushing their their way in, and they said, "Hey, I give you one second. Put your hands in the air, and if you'll renounce your faith to Jesus, to God Almighty, I will let you go right now. Do you renounce your faith?" And a few people left, and these soldiers got fired up even angrier, and started screaming louder, and let them know, put your hands up. And, and these people just knew they were going to die, or at a very minimum get shot, or go to jail. And they gave them, said, I'm going to give you one more chance. You can renounce your faith, and live, and get out of here. And a couple more people ran out of there, put their head down, and they left. There was just a few people left and their kids. And as they buried their head down, they're looking at their kids, uh, just trying to give their kids some kind of reassurance. These soldiers backed up and said, keep your hands up, but now you can praise the Lord with them. They said, you see, not long ago, we kicked in another door, broke into another house church, but instead, instead of taking them to jail or killing them. We were converted. We were saved. We were born again. And listen to me, this is what they told them. We have learned by experience that unless a person is willing to die for their faith, they cannot be fully trusted. Oh, wow. They understood that. That somebody, when their faith is that real, they will die for it. They will stand on it. They will not renounce it. They have put their total... And complete and full trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the light, and the light is Jesus. Throughout the throughout the Bible, we can see themes, and in the evidence, in the lives of many uh, great men. John the Baptist has that theme, the theme of the coming Messiah. He preached the way. He's coming. I love John the Baptist. He come out of the woods in camel's hair, with a leather belt, eating locusts and wild honey, and preaching God's word. I promise you, he wasn't lifted up to Dr. So-and-so or had some prestigious suit and tie and looked sharp and had this prestigious Ivy League Bible college degree. He didn't have any of that, but you know what he had on him? He had the power of God on him. And he went forth to preach the gospel and pave the way for the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, there's one coming that I'm not even worthy to unlatch his shoe. He's coming to save your soul from the fires of hell. The Apostle Paul, he preached about he's coming again. The gospel of our risen Savior. He's rose again, he's gone, and he's coming back for his church. And Jeremiah, his constant theme is the mercy and the faithfulness of God. I love that. The mercy and the faithfulness of God. Because listen to me, Christian. I fall on my face all the time. Sometimes I mess up and I go, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. What in the world is wrong with me? And I have to get myself right. But thank God, every day his mercies are new. His mercies are new. His forgiveness is fresh. Every day his faithfulness never fails. Every day I can go to him. Every day I can start over. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times yet get up again. Maybe he tripped himself. Maybe he knocked himself down landing his face in the mud, but he gets up again and he moves forward to serve the Lord in the mercy of God. So I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for his forgiveness, and I thank God for his faithfulness amen, that He's there each and every day of my life. Whether I'm pushed down, knocked down, or I trip my own self up and fall on my own face, I thank God for His mercy, for His forgiveness, and for His faithfulness. And you can too, Christian thank god for that thank god he doesn't throw us out when we mess up one single time just like we do sometimes we think man they messed up they're done it's over it's just just forget it i wrote them off blacklisted them. they're done Aren't you glad that god doesn't do that to you because if god did that there wouldn't be one christian left on earth because we all mess up we seem to think that, well, they, they did this and I know what happened and this really happened. And listen to me, what you did in your mind is just as bad, if not 10 times as bad as what so-and-so did, what brother so-and-so did or what sister so-and-so said. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Because we forget, we forget so easy that if you even look at someone with, with lust, it's like you already did it with your body. That's how God sees it. So careful, because listen to me, that same person that you're not showing any grace and mercy, they, they'll be the very one that'll show you grace and mercy when you fall on your face. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Let's make sure that we're living like the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are showing mercy and forgiveness and being faithful to the Lord. Mercy in Lamentations chapter three and verse twenty one twenty two says this. I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because as "'Compassions fail not.'" Jeremiah talked about the mercies of God, but he did more than simply just talk about the mercies of God. He himself was merciful to people. He loved those people. And I believe that's why the Bible called him the weeping prophet. He looked at them, and he knew he wanted them to get right. He knew he wanted them to come to the Lord. He knew that they needed to repent. He knew that they needed to trust God. Can we say that? Can you say that? That you look at someone, or you look at a family, you look at a group, and your heart aches because you want them to be right with God? Listen to what verse 22 says again. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassion fail not. It's only because... of God's mercies and His grace, that I'm not consumed and you're not consumed because His compassions fail not. I thank God for that. So the next time you scour down your nose at somebody or I scour down my nose at somebody and I go look at so-and-so and look what they did or look what they said or look where they came from, God said, careful. It's only because of my mercies and my compassion that you are not consumed right away faithfulness verse 23 says they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness thomas paine wrote during the american revolution about the the summer soldiers and sunshine patriots who had drew back from serving their country. When their country was in crisis, they drew back. They didn't fight. But let me just tell you, this was not the case of Jeremiah. He was faithful in times of hardship, uh, deprivation, and imprisonment. He was dependent upon God's faithfulness, as you and I are. He moulded his faithfulness in his own life. I believe that. He looked at God's faithfulness and he tried to model that in his own life. And that's what me and you should be doing. You know, John Newton is a great example of that. Such a mean character that got saved and got born again. He grew up on a slave ship, became captain of a slave ship. He was so mean and honory that his own his own crew enslaved him one day him himself the captain threw him off the ship wanted to kill him not only was he hated by the slaves he was hated by his own crew he was as mean as they come but you know what one day one day he got saved one day he got born again there's a portion of newton's last will and testament read i commit my soul to my gracious god and savior who mercifully spared and preserved me When I was an apostate, a blasphemer, an infidel, and delivered me from the state into which my obstinate wickedness had plunged me. And who has been pleased to admit me, though most unworthy, to preach his glorious gospel? Here is the former captain of a slave ship preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and penned the most famous gospel hymn in all of history. John Newton pen that amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And he's talking about himself, a wretch, a wretch like me. And this is amazing. You can look this up for yourself. Look look up what's on his tombstone to this day. John Newton Clerk, his tombstone says this. Once an infidel and libertine, a servant of slaves in Africa, was by the rich mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, preserved, restored, pardoned, and appointed to preach the faith he had long labored to destroy. That's on his tombstone to this day. Man, that churns my heart to think about what God can do with somebody like that. What could God do with you if you totally get sold out to him? Like also like Jeremiah was. Jeremiah was a phenomenal example, of a man, whose whose heartbeat was of the Lord. God spoke Jeremiah and he received the word of God with passion, with fervor. Deep in the heart of Jeremiah, God instilled a great love for the lost souls. And he's doing that to you and he wants to do that to you. The heartbreaking love combined with steadfast loyalty to the Lord caused Jeremiah's life to be a light that shone in the darkness of a wicked generation. Listen to me. I challenge you to search your own heart. Do you have compassion for the lost? God wants to use you. God uses people. Search your heart. Do you have that love, that that boldness that you want to go out and share your faith, that you want to see others come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? If you're listening to the sound of my voice today and you're not saved, the Bible says today is the day of salvation if your name is not in the book of life, if you're unsure, if you think you said a little prayer when you were five years old or seven years old, listen to me. You need to get it right today. You need to know that you know that you know. The Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You've got to know that you're a sinner, that you need a Savior, that you're going to die one day. Your heart's going to stop. You're going to take your last breath and you're going to stand before God and give an account for your life. And if you're not saved, you're going to pay for the penalty of sin in a place called hell. But what Jesus did, on that cross listen to me he paid that penalty for you when he died he was buried he rose again the third day the bible says he defeated death hell and the grave you've got to repent of your sins be be sorry for him ask god forgiveness and put your faith and trust in what jesus did on that cross amen
0: we pray you have been blessed by today's message If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast